0: I've
1: seen
0: things you people wouldn't believe.
1: All right. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 99 of the Best Thing We've Seen podcast. My name
0: is Flo. And as always, I'm Gabe. How are you? <laughs> it's like a
1: pristine quality again, and I hope it translates to the recording. It sounds it was, good
0: again. I have no idea what happened. I haven't touched this mic in a week, and apparently, it sounds good right now. We'll we'll see if this yeah lasts <laughs> until we upload it on Monday. But yeah, I'd love <laughs> it if it sounds terrible in the recording. <laughs> You sound
1: great dude. You sound absolutely fantastic. Oh, thank you. No, I don't know what, what what's going on, but I I told you like before we started recording just don't move it. Let's see mm-hmm. if it works. Um
0: yeah. How are you doing? Dude, stress as always. Um but <laughs> uh
1: <laughs> We are recording this like in the prime week of like uni stress,
0: like yeah, cramming uh yeah. one one uh lecture of, after the other, but uh you know it's also kind of a weird uh, day since we have a bit of a special announcement. You want to go ahead and give it to the people, uh, the fans, <laughs> the the crowds, the um, yeah, the diehard fans. It sounds like it's something positive. <laughs> <laughs> it might Which be I for people who hate this. That's very true.
1: Who've been like <laughs> binging this for ninety nine weeks, thinking, "When the fuck am I gonna stop?" Uh, yeah. No, let's do it together. I mean, um, we had this discussion. Like, it, it must have been. Three months ago. Yeah. It's been a while. And uh, we talked about where this podcast was heading. And, um, you know, it uh, we, I can only speak for myself, but um, I certainly enjoy doing it a lot. But it does, um, you know, it is maybe more work than people think. I'm not <laughs> saying that it's like, uh, you know, 24-7. But, it, it, I mean, it takes up most of our weekends. Um, and, I, and I still enjoy doing it. But um, we talked about this a couple of months ago, and I think we both had the same sort of idea, and um, we we thought it would be a a good idea to wrap it up at episode 100. I mean, it's kind of poetic, no?
0: (laughs) Yeah, and if I hadn't been sick like one or two weeks ago, it would have been pretty much exactly the two-year anniversary. I I think it still might be, dude. Yeah, I think
1: it. I looked this up. The first ever episode of this podcast. Let's. This is perfect.
0: I think it was like the start of February 2020.
1: Yeah, but I think it was. Let's have a look. Here it is. Um, let me just quick, quick look here. It was. Uh, see, it was February 18th, 2020. Where are you looking this up on YouTube or on? On YouTube, yeah. Because YouTube, oh. we uploaded those we, uh, episodes a couple of weeks Smart, late, man.
0: That, that because we oh. started on Anchor or on and uh, Spotify, and I think I looked this up. I think it was like oh it was the tenth. The tenth. Oh it's the tenth. Okay.
1: So it so that oh, hold on a much. second. It's pretty good. So the episode one hundred will drop on the seventh.
0: Oh that's that's wow. pretty can I, Like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I can live with that. We've never been sick. We just knew we were gonna postpone it for it to yeah, land yeah. right on February seventh. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: Oh, it was, and you exactly when to yep. catch a cold. Yes, 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 you did, <laughs> you did a good job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's right. Yeah, two years, 100 episodes. We're going to go out with a bang. We've uh, we we've had a topic set up for um, episode
0: 100. Um, yeah, for quite some time, actually. For Atlanta. a long, long time, yes. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to be sad kind of when this is over. This has just become, you know, the norm. Yeah. What we do, and I've had a great time. But yeah, like you said, it's <laughs> it's a bit of work, and. Something that we've kind of missed as well is we s- so rarely get to see older things now because it's pretty much always when we get to see movies in between and when we have stress with uni or just, I don't know, traveling life. or whatever yeah. we do with life, um, uh, we we try to watch something for the podcast, which is fun. Uh, there's a lot of great things that I think I have never would have seen if it hadn't been for this podcast. yeah But there's also so many things that I've been meaning to watch for such a long time and I, I I don't get to watch as many things as I wanted to or just, you know, catch up on my film uh you know education such as classics sure. like a citizen kane which i've had at home for i don't know how many months <laughs> now and haven't gotten around to watching it yeah don't spoil the special like after, <laughs> it's
1: just gonna be citizen kane talk <laughs> god i hope not yeah
0: um no yeah. I mean i
1: mean yeah uh, i mean i don't know if we want to get uh, you're gonna misinterpret what i'm about to say but uh, if we want to get like go get emotional now and talk about the journey but mm-hmm. uh, if or if we like and I'm not I'm not going to start crying but you know <laughs> we, we might do that in episode 100 even though episode 100 will be stacked mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how much time we have for like um uh yeah sort of like uh, uh reminiscing Reminiscing thank you I was yeah. looking for the word and I couldn't find it yeah um but um yeah I mean so many people to thank we will do that in episode 102 um, mm-hmm. if you're still listening to this that means a lot Yeah, um, I gotta crazy. say like a couple of, like you, you told me yesterday that someone asked for merch <laughs> 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 I loved it and the next episode we're cancelling the show <laughs> yeah, buy your own shirt what buy your own I was own like shirt. oh that, that's great and I was yeah. like uh, <laughs> is there time we should, yeah we gotta order that quickly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but another person like Leon I got to shout him out once again. He mm-hmm. um he um nominated us for the Austrian Podcast Awards. I didn't even know those things existed. Um, yeah. Me thank you so much for that. Um even though now it might <laughs> by the time the award is
0: out, we're not even <laughs> out anymore. We just, uh, said that I just imagined them picking our name like, "Oh well, they stopped like a week ago. Yeah, Let's yeah, yeah. give it to a runner up." <laughs> I think so. I think that's
1: the only reason why we won't win the award, yes. <laughs>
0: better stop now yeah but yeah uh, I mean it's it's been so many fucking episodes now yeah Uh, I mean I'm surprised that we did this so regularly I I had somebody come up like dude uh, I'm impressed that you're still doing this weekly and I I think I'm the people I'm the person who's most impressed by this because I don't (laughs) think there's anything I've done like for two years straight except for sit on the couch and eat chips yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you you, you're just as good doing this (laughs) I've gotten a bit better Oh, okay, um, yeah sure. Yeah.
1: No, I I, I am uh, proud of the work we did as well. I'm just kind of sad that we I think in, within the first year I don't think we missed an episode, maybe one. And yeah, now this year one, maybe, yeah. I got sick like three times and then we postponed an episode for like um vacation reasons too and then you got mm-hmm. sick once. So unfortunately, uh, mainly due to me, we missed a lot of episodes this year. But um but it
0: worked out in the end as we saw it was
1: all planned. It was all <laughs> planned, yeah. I, I forgot that I already told him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all a, a sham. <laughs> but um, we have a couple of interesting things to discuss this week. Um, we've been meaning to um, sort of... We, we went out of our way to go back to the cinema, go back yes. into the danger zone. Uh, <laughs> One last time. One last time, yes. It, 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 it had been a while since I've been in the theater. I think it was my first time uh, this year. Was it? Didn't you see West Side Story this year? Wasn't that? Well, that was end of 2021. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I watched that for the special, didn't I? For the 2021 special. And then, did you talk about it then? I briefly mentioned it. Okay. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't, I don't remember. even remember. Maybe I just uh, saved it for the next regular episode. Because it wasn't sure. going to make my list. Sure. But um, yeah, a couple of films that we saw this, uh, this week. Toge- uh, one together. Mm-hmm. One uh, not together. But we know that the other person has seen it. Yes. um, I don't know. Have you seen anything else? uh,
0: I haven't really. I've I've watched Book of of Boba Fett, but I don't think I'm up to date with that, and I'm not that into the show anymore. Yeah, Uh, after bashing it last week. Yeah, I think I watched one episode after that, and the new one is supposed to be amazing since there's a cameo about another character. But I don't know. Do you know the cameo? I know the cameo. I was spoiled.
1: Of course uh, So I was. It, it is in an episode that is out yet, though.
0: It is. It's episode five, I think. I mean, it's not that much of a spoiler since right. the episode is named after that
1: character. I'm, I'm, I haven't seen the show. I have no interest in the show, and I'm guessing it's The Mandalorian. You, well, uh, you, you might not want to confirm or deny this, but that's my educated guess. Uh, in, Maybe it's, it's got no Maybe. merit
0: whatsoever. Uh, the thing is. If you were going to choose a Star Wars show, I would not recommend Book of Boba Fett. For Does now. that even play in the same
1: like universe as Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay.
0: uh, there's like uh, Boba Fett makes an appearance somewhere very shortly in uh, in, in in the Mandalorian, and it kind of picks up from there and kind of shows it's just a spin of a of a side character. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it, dude. I have not seen that yeah, show. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if we're not really
0: into like Star Wars, it's fine.
1: Yeah. I mean uh, since it is the last like regular episode I'm thinking like is there mm-hmm. anything like uh, I want to like I have got maybe a couple of youtube videos but other than that it's really just like the two main films that I saw this week
0: as well. Yeah I really also want to watch this, yeah because it is the last episode and I I you know I think we owed it to to bring some some goodies something that's <laughs> some goodies I mean it's we could go- talk about I wouldn't I didn't want to go out uh, with, with our last episode and just go like Yeah, this was kind of fine. This was a necessity pick. Um, You know, this would have been a bad ending. Yeah, sure.
1: I mean, uh, (laughs) I don't know how you feel about the two films that you saw this week. We'll talk about Mm -hmm. that in a second. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, you're also the one editing this week, so I don't want to, and it is a stressful week, so I don't want to like throw out things for you to edit that's not really necessary. But i (laughs) could talk about a couple of YouTube videos. I mean, it's all that. Let's listen to the audience. What are they saying? (laughs) Just insert like a clap. No, a shout out. One thing, Um, James Austin Johnson. Oh, sorry. Hold on a second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Please, for the final time, Gabe, tell everyone how the show works. First of all, welcome back to the very last uh, episode of The Best Thing We've Seen podcast, at least of the regular episode. Regular episode, yes. We'll be back with uh, a bang and an outro uh, next week, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's just for OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Well, well, well. Um, Yeah, here we talk about the best thing that we've seen all week. Anything that's come out recently, anything from a movie to a TV show to maybe even a YouTube video. I'm going to start off with a couple of honorable mentions and then work our way to the best thing we've seen all week. And yeah, talk about it and uh, talk about what our thoughts were. Yeah. So, Uh, what was was the name again, Gabe? What did I just say? Something Austin Johnson. It's not bad. James
1: Austin Johnson. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, did you want to say something else before that? I cut you off there.
0: Didn't I I just want to say uh I don't I, I thought about looking up who is going to start this week and I was like, you know what? This is the last episode. Let's keep it classic. <laughs> Let's go I on literally
1: this one. I knew it and I purposely didn't tell you beforehand because I wanted <laughs> you to say who starts this week. Uh sorry, who is Austin uh, Johnson? James, James Austin, Austin Johnson. Oh he, he, you James Austin Johnson. James James Austin Johnson, he's a new SNL member. Mm. and um he's known for his trump and i think also now biden impression okay really excellent stuff as someone who is a huge fan of good impersonations <laughs> um i'm always a sucker for this kind of um like for the snl skits and for like uh impersonators in general and sure that guy he was recently on seth myers i'll link it in the de- description um Towards the end, he he does his Trump, and then what really sold it to me is he does an '80s Trump as well. And I think I've mentioned on the podcast before. I've listened, like I've watched a lot of Trump interviews, (laughs) even like ten years ago when he wasn't in content, when he wasn't running for president or anything. I was kind of like fascinated by the guy, and I liked his Letterman interviews, Um, you know, just because he was a fascinating figure, not because I was a fan or anything. But say that dude is uh, an incredible, like James Austin Johnson. If you're a fan of impersonations, watch that video. And towards the end, he does a he does a version of '80s Trump, and I, it's it's just brilliant. It's just as good as his uh, current Trump, and it, it's really like two completely different voices. But he just he, he like in the interview, I didn't know it was coming. He was just <laughs> starting off with his regular Trump impression, sure, and then he just threw in like a line, and it's like remember remember '80s Trump, and I was just like. I was rewinding instantly because it was perfect. I was, <laughs> it was incredible. So I'll link that in the description. It's a great video.
0: Was that when he had his show already? Like the, the You're Fired show, whatever it was called? The, the Apprentice? Or did that come later?
1: I, th- I don't think The Apprentice was in the 80s. Even uh, I have no idea. I've never watched it. I haven't watched it either, but maybe. I would say 90s. Okay. Uh, let's look it up. The Apprentice, Trump. I know it went for like, I don't know how many seasons, 15 seasons or something like that. Um, 2004 was the first oh. uh, one yeah wow. there's so many iterations of it I don't know if that was the first one I, th- I don't think it was but um, maybe it was I don't know anyway enough Trump talk <laughs> but it's a good video it's a good impersonation James Austin Johnson he's a uh, talented dude and he's a good Biden too
0: yeah I got to check back with SNL I, I like binged so many episodes and then I just stopped completely yeah I just got burned out by the humor yeah I, I get it I get it <laughs> um, um, yeah yeah, first of all, who is going to start? Uh, and I, I would guess that we have the same pick. I but. don't know about that, but
1: it's my oh. turn to start. Okay, no, because I have no. Uh, I can sense what you mean now by mm. you saying that. I have a, I have a feeling now, but um, it is my turn to start because last week um it was enigmatic estates and father figures, mm. and um I don't know so. I'm going to take a guess now and say that we can now talk about our honorable. Yes. Which is uh, <laughs> the new Bradley Cooper <laughs> film.
0: <laughs> is it Nightmare Alley? I don't know. Yes. Also, okay. At, uh, at least that's my honorable mention. Yeah. That's my honorable too. Yes. Um, I mean, we saw this together l- uh, last night. Yes. And I just got to start off by saying this is... Uh, our honorable mention but uh, what do you think of the movie in general did you even enjoy it or did you think that yeah, uh, <laughs> there was a lot a missing
1: second? I was like it's two and a half hours so Nightmare Alley right the new mm-hmm. film by Guillermo del Toro Pan's Labyrinth Shape of Water Hellboy many other great things um, and not so great things and uh, sure and not so great <laughs> what's, not, what's a not so great thing
0: oh I hate rim of, uh, Pacific Rim <laughs> <laughs> You're, thanks for that that's another great pick thank you uh, another but, great one what else did he do recently that was like I mean he's always quite hit or miss I think as well it's just so over the top at times what he does yeah I mean he, sure he walks the line between great movies and some very trashy movies in my opinion at least you think so yeah I, I don't think he's done much else uh, I'm looking at like the early films I'm missing like The Devil's Backbone yes. Kronos Same. Mimic I think I started with uh, uh, Pan's Labyrinth and just went on from there and didn't see anything before that. But I don't know, like Crimson Hellboy. Peak, for example. Okay, maybe Hellboy. Uh, but like Crimson Peak was all right, but not that great. Not that really I rewatched it. Um, yeah, but what else yeah, did that's they do? everything. Basically, yeah, we're really. just
1: missing Blade 2. That was also Blade before was Hellboy. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like it was Pan's Labyrinth, then it was Hellboy 2, Pacific mm-hmm. Rim, Crimson Peak, the Shape yeah. of Water, Nightmare Alley, and obviously this year, Pinocchio.
0: Yeah, which I'm kind of looking forward to. The, the yeah. style looks quite cool. Yeah, but
1: that's, uh, yeah, I, 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 I like the guy. Sure, and, yeah. um, I like his films. And Nightmare Alley, two and a half hour film starring mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper. And I have to be completely honest, I had no idea that he was such, that it, that it was his film. I thought he had like a side part in it. I had no idea that it was... He's basically in every scene. This is totally a Bradley Cooper film other than the other film we're going to talk about today. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, I was about to set up the trailer but it's not our pick, is it?
0: (laughs) No. And I got to say, I was also surprised by how late Kate Blanchett makes an appearance because I think she's like the second one built. And she was...
1: Rooney Mara maybe? I don't know.
0: Maybe. But she had a small role as well. Uh, Like yeah, yeah, it really was uh, Bradley Cooper's film, his story.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was very confused throughout the whole film. It's a mashup <laughs> of so many different things, and I mm. some things worked for me, some things didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, at parts, I drifted away because I was so tired yesterday. So I had, a few, <laughs> uh, so that I, had I, I had some questions at the end of it, which mm. you explained to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, so what is it about? You're the plot guy.
0: Oh, thank you. One last time, I'm the plot guy. Um, well Nightmare Alley it's set in I think the nineteen late 1930s to early 1940s as a guy who we see the, the opening of the film shows Bradley Cooper's character putting a dead body inside a house and burning it to the ground and driving away and then finally ending up at a carnival which he joins and meets the people there and gets taught the, the arts of uh, magic or I guess illusion of like reading people's minds of becoming a what's A psychic, a a mentalist, a a medium, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, tries to start uh, living with that and, you know, turn his life around, or at least not in the sense of that he becomes a good person, but just, you know, goes from rags to riches. So at least that's his plan. Yeah. And yeah, there he meets, um, uh, you know, Rooney Mars character and many others, Ron Perlman, uh, Willem Dafoe, who all work at the carnival and teach him. Tony Collette. Tony Collette, of course. and I gotta say, I'm not a huge fan of those carnivals. They <laughs> they fucking creep me out. I guess that's the fucking point. Yeah, but I, I mean, just hate seeing them for some reason. They make me so uncomfortable. It's also the same thing with I think season two or three of American Horror Story. That's as far as I watched. Right. It's also this like carnival. So I fucking hate it for some reason. It makes me. It makes my skin crawl. There was one other film recently that had. Uh, Maybe it was Greatest Showman that it reminded me of. Yeah, just I had the to setting, think of that as right? well uh, later, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's uh, one of the, the reasons I wasn't a fan of Greatest Showman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, so it, it's it's such a long and convoluted film. Uh, mm. It then drifts into like, I mean, he's obviously um, sort of then, in, as you just said, he wants to like uh, basically the main thing is make money. Mm-hmm. And then uh, falling in love with Rooney Mars character, or Mara, I think, Uh, (laughs) who I love. I mean, I think he professed my love. Yeah, she is great. Um, But so many confusing things, so many, um, it did feel long. Yeah. And it's it's only been like less than 24 hours since we've seen it, but um, I have a feeling I might have enjoyed it a bit more than you.
0: I did enjoy it. Okay, I, I thought it was a good movie. I just had some issues with it and didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted. To. I was really looking forward to this movie because it seemed like the kind of Guillermo del Toro movie that I'm into. i I like his creepy stuff more than his action movies, and this seems to be exactly that. Um, I thought there might be some or uh, like supernatural elements to the story. Yeah. because I didn't really know anything about the plot, which there wasn't really. Yeah, it was more about him. You know. Uh, Yeah, trying to get money and uh, getting very, uh, you know, cocky with what he thinks he can do, like thinking he can actually read people maybe or like it's, yeah. And it's very much set and uh, put into two parts, like where he goes to the carnival and uh, what he does after. And yeah, like I said, it's a long movie. It takes a while for him to finally get where things get more interesting, I think. Yeah. Which I thought was too bad. But it's still entertaining and I still, uh, you know, was in the edge of my seat at some uh, in some scenes where people challenge his gift or... Yeah. yeah. It's much better
1: uh, than, for example, The Illusionist. Mm, yeah. Definitely.
0: And I've, I found myself...
1: I completely agree that I think the second part is much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, b- <laughs> but I found myself like... It's the same... I had the same thing with the film The Machinist, the Christian Bale one. Oh, yeah. Where I was sitting... Well, I watched The Machinist at home, <laughs> but um, I was just like going like, that reminds me of that film, that film, that film, that film, that film, right? I went in in Nightmare Alley, I went from like the uh, illusionist to the prestige to um, uh, Shutter Island to, um, (laughs) there were so many others that I I, I forgot about them all now. But uh, it's a motherless Brooklyn because it's got that noir element to it too. Mm -hmm. Um, Very much so. Um, So yeah, it was just, to me, it's a weird mix of a film that has, Elements that really worked. I mean, you just talked mm-hmm. about it being not very creepy and it didn't have supernatural elements. Yes. But I have to say, in terms, there was one scene in particular that was completely out of a horror, like, uh, out of a horror film, like. The that one that creeped snow? me out. Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah to yeah, be yeah. very vague. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. That reminded me of The Shining. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so that's, that, you sure. know, yeah. And it's, it's not like, you know, it's, uh, I'm not saying that I'm like l- discovering great things here. It's just like, <laughs> For whatever reason, I had to think of many, many different films, but uh, that scene was creepy as fuck to me. Sure,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess they all know a good movie. Just is also like an issue that I have with some of Guillermo del Toro's movie, especially like English movies, uh, since you know I don't really speak Spanish, so I don't know how exactly the dialogue is written there. But sometimes the characters do sound a bit too cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> they try yeah. to be. They lay it on quite thick at times. I mean, he had a writing partner on this, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. I don't know how they did, divided up the work. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta say what I was so surprised with, uh, by was how versatile uh, like Bradley Cooper looked. At times, I just didn't recognize him when he walked along the hall. I was like, is that the oh same character? Oh my
1: God. Dude, you're speaking out of my mouth. Is that a phrase? <laughs> I had that written down. It is now. I had that written down. Now, yeah, I had the same feeling. Like, I, was, I was so sure that there were so many like fade outs and fade ins mm-hmm. and wide shots of like, you don't quite know who you're looking at. Right. And I was like, it must've happened like five or six times. I was like, who's this character now? Yeah. And then yeah, it yeah. zoomed in and then went, it was Bradley Cooper all along. Right. Happened right. six or seven, uh, five or six times or whatever. <laughs> Completely agree. <laughs> but
0: I, I, I love Bradley Cooper. I He's love He's a great backup. actor. He's he so, so good. He's doing so many things, especially now that he also started directing. Yeah. He's doing so many things. Yeah, oh, he's, he's just phenomenal.
1: And that, that, I, I was so happy that it was his film. As I, said, I, I didn't realize it was like, I thought it was like one of four, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was really his film. And the writing partner was Kim Morgan, by the way. I want to shout her out too. Um, <laughs> sure. She is not Spanish. <laughs> Doesn't sound like she is. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, just go through the cast really quickly because we set many mm. people, but there's also like Holt McCallany, podcast regular makes an appearance right <laughs> uh, the guy from Mindhunter yeah uh, Tim Blake Nelson makes an appearance Rich- like for a minute for a minute <laughs> Richard Jenkins yeah from Shape of Water he, he is still uh, <laughs> you know works with Guillermo <laughs> del Toro David Strathairn from The Firm the guy who's like Tony Collette's husband I think or mm-hmm. I don't know what their relationship was um, and you said it before Rooney Mara or Mara <laughs> Kate Blanchett, uh, Bradley Cooper, um, Willem uh, Dafoe, Vaughn Perlman, Rundum, Willem Dafoe, yeah. yes, just a stellar cast once again. And uh, one other interesting fact: Nathan Johnson, who is Ryan Johnson's brother, composed it. Like he made, like he, he scored, like Knives Out and a couple of Ryan's films, or maybe all of them. But he's now like I think this is like his uh, biggest film, not directed by his brother. Uh, oh, right. so he's making
0: moves as well. Yeah, I gotta say, I did like the the soundtrack. It made yeah. like this very creepy underlying tone. Yeah, uh, yeah. I and mean, even some shocking images. I mean, Guillermo uh, Guillermo del Toro doesn't really like shy away from violence or like very intense scenes. Uh, there's a lot of like mutilated scenes or like people being abused. Like the yes. the geek at the carnival. Yes. Oh, there's some the intense scene
1: with, scenes. Uh, Mary Steenburgen, the um, you you remember the the mother um, at the table with. Uh, her husband mm. speaking about their dead son.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just like the ear at the end. Like, yeah. There's some. There's some very graphic violence in this. Yes. So, you know, be aware of that. I mean, there's been graphic violence in pretty much all of his movies that are not yeah. PG rated, like Pacific Rim. But, right. Like in, in, in 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 I told you this in uh, Crimson Peak and yes. in, in uh, what's it called? It's Pan's Labyrinth also got these scenes of people getting their faces caved in. It's like on that level of violence that you see. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's well done. It is. It, well is. Done. it is very well done.
1: Yeah. And um, especially, I want to shout out the last scene too. That was a really well, not only well made scene, but just Cooper, once again just shining, I thought. Yeah. Just I think, great yeah. scene.
0: There's so many uh, ways they could have wrapped up the story and I like the, 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 the way they did it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but just overall, like the story
1: like especially the, 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 the story between uh, him and Kate uh, Blanchett, that felt a bit like I don't, I don't want to say predictable but it, it, it felt like so many different storylines but it's not supposed to be that right I think it.
0: yeah I, I don't do you know what I mean by that yeah and it just went by so fast but there's so much story in there like the, how quickly it all developed I think yeah I, I wish uh, maybe like half an hour less of the carnival and like half an hour more of that yeah I think would have paid off it, that's my opinion, then again, I have no fucking idea of you know go down is a million a trillion times more of a filmmaker than I am because I'm none, and you know he knows what he's doing with pacing, but I, that's just what I you can thought, critique like. it though that's, uh, yeah, what we're it's here sure, to sure. do it's what we're here to do
1: uh yeah i mean uh, I, I enjoyed it I actually really in in other weeks it could have easily been a pick, but um let's move on if that's okay with you yeah. Uh, To our pick of the week, which I can say, isn't it uh, poetic once again that it is our pick of the week, (laughs) uh, which is a film, we teased it last week, it's on the cover. Mm -hmm. You know what it is. It is the new Paul Thomas Anderson film, Licorice Pizza. Yes. Why it's called that, uh, I know why, but, you know. uh, I had to look it up as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's just weird. You know, it's a weird title, but I had a Mm -hmm. discussion afterwards with a friend who was like, it's a weird title, but it somehow fits perfectly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, Licorice Pizza, the new film starring Bradley Cooper. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, starring Cooper, another different Cooper, Cooper Hoffman, um, Yeah. and uh Alana Haim, right? Mm-hmm. Haim? I think Haim? it's Haim. Sure. Um and we'll we'll talk about um both of them in a second, but it it, it is both their first films.
0: Mm. Is it Also for Elena Haim? Yes. She's a
1: a famous musician. You're right, yeah. Which I didn't know until I did some research afterwards.
0: Yeah, apparently Paul Thomas Anderson did a music video for her. Yes, exactly.
1: Yes, and he told her like, I'm going to put you in a movie one day and then Mm -hmm. uh, he actually wrote the main part of his latest film uh, for her. Uh, And um, Licorice Pizza is about a... Well, once again, please, please you do it. You're so much better at
0: this. Well, this is a fucking hard one to summarize, to be honest, because... It doesn't have as much of a clear plot as Nightmare Alley does. It's simply about a boy who meets a girl, like a fifteen-year-old boy at this high school meets a girl who's in her twenties, but twenty-five. Yeah, we got it. This yeah. is a,
1: yeah a fifteen-year-old guy meeting a twenty-five-year-old girl.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but just fa- falling madly in love from like first sight and just not giving up on asking her out and. You know, trying to make this work and they do become friends but it's an unrequited love and he just has an idea of the idea he's a child actor trying to you know make money become a somebody I suppose with his different business ideas and uh, wacky uh, opportunities that he's coming up with and it's just their lives over I don't know months or years uh, yeah being friends right <laughs> <You're> <laughs> And being
1: uh... him trying to be more yes yes well it, it, but it is um... It's not a one-sided relationship, but she's definitely got she, a lot of affection yeah. for him, right? But you know, for obvious reasons, for obvious reasons, she doesn't really want to. Yep, um, mm-hmm. of course, uh, doesn't want it to be, become uh, romantic. But um, it's it, it's an interesting relationship in the sense of also like he is a very mature fifteen-year-old, and she's a, mm-hmm. I don't want to say immature, but uh, I mean, how do I say this politely, <laughs> <laughs> right? But let's say an immature twenty-five-year-old, like sure. Uh, and both of them really struggling and trying to find well he's not really he's a cocky guy but uh, they're both yeah. trying to find their their thing yeah. their thing yeah their way in their life the, mm-hmm. the, the way their way in their lives the, sure that's like great a soap opera. yeah <laughs> 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 yeah um, and yeah let's run a little clip for um, our pick of the week Licorice Pizza so how'd
0: you become such a hot shot actor I'm a showman that's what I'm meant to do to the seats with the clearest view. And wow, 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 she's hooked to the silver screen. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Do you know uh, who my girlfriend is? Barbara Streisand? <sighs> Barbara Streisand. Sand. Sand, yeah, like sands. Like the ocean, like beaches. Barbara Streisand? <sighs> no, Stryzand.
1: Sand. You're not my director. They ask for two Do you really want to see my boobs?
0: Can I touch
1: them? See you tomorrow. What, what what do you think was in that trailer? What did we just very
0: to? copy-strikeable music? Hundred percent. I would think because the soundtrack of this is great. Because uh, opposed to Nightmare Alley, which relies heavily on a score, this is like a, a great soundtrack through and through. So many classic songs from sixties and seventies. I think this is like early seventies, right? When this is set. Yes. I'm not sure. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's the, the Nixon time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um,
1: but you're absolutely right. I struggled. We had a copyright issue last week with the Tender Bar trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be a bitch. You're right. Yeah. There must be like a life on Mars in there <laughs> or something in the trailer. that's going to be. That. David, I, I don't think, know how. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, David Bowie, if you're listening uh, in heaven, uh, I don't know. <laughs> where, I just how. want to say.
0: <laughs> i don't know if they have uh, like spotify in heaven.
1: they do they do they do <laughs> uh, i hope because it's, it's literally like different artists are more like uh, you know their rights are more like protected than other than others and last mm. week it was a bit of an issue but uh, anyway uh, licorice pizza let's talk about the the actors now El- mm. uh, alana heim uh, she's uh, actually interestingly enough she's 30 <laughs> okay
0: yeah, thirty
1: true. playing a twenty-five-year-old, looking how- like a twenty-year-old. If I, or at least in the film, I, I was—I didn't know her age. Like I knew that it was like about a relationship, about a younger guy and a, an older mm-hmm. w- uh, a girl, a woman. Uh, I didn't know how old she was supposed to be, uh, and uh, when she said twenty-five, I was actually surprised. I thought she looked more like twenty-one or whatever, but she's yeah. actually thirty. <laughs> <laughs> now um, she was in a band, uh, Haim and. Um, I got to say, oh, I, I want to, hold on, let's talk about Cooper Hoffman first. <laughs> I'm saying hold on to me, like my own thoughts. <laughs> like, sorry, Cooper Hoffman, the son of my favorite actor of all time, mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, looking like a spitting image of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. I really think so. I really do think so. I mean, sure. we never got
0: to see him at that age. So. Uh, I mean, I didn't even know that he was his son until I looked it up afterwards and I didn't, oh, even, wow. I didn't even think of that. Really? Yeah. I just, you know, went through on IMDb or whatever and that's like one of the first things that I read. That I he think he's his son. He looks just like him. How old is
1: he? He Are was like 16, 17. Oh, okay, nice. That. Yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, he plays a 15-year-old and maybe he was during the shooting of this. I can't quite remember now. But um mm-hmm. uh To me, it was very, very beautiful to see not a reincarnation, but a, like, uh, you know. (laughs) A prodigy. No, but, uh, you know, a a kind of Philip Seymour Hoffman again on screen. (laughs) You know, and I think it's so beautiful that Paul Thomas Anderson, he's sort of synonymous with Philip Seymour Hoffman. He put Mm -hmm. him in a lot of films and they worked together so many times and they were great friends and now to put his son in a film in his first ever acting gig too. Um, and he knocked it out of the park. I thought he was really, really good. Yeah, but it was uh, great to see him as someone who I really miss. Philip Seymour Hoffman. That was a real, a real shock to me, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, I'm sad that he didn't get to get to make more films. Um, but it's great to to have his son now on screen, and I'm I'm sure he's going to do more because I thought he was really, really good.
0: Yeah, I gotta say, also just the the decision of putting unknown actors in the leading roles, I think, was one of the best decisions in this movie because. Yes. You just saw the characters, not the actors, uh, because you had no, you know, prior association with them except for, you know, if you listened maybe to the band of Lena Yes, which I just loved. It just the whole feeling of the seventies was just so authentic. I mean, uh, speaking as a person who was alive back then, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> it just felt like that time. So many other movies, you know, they they tell you that it's set there. Uh, like I don't know through title cards and through what they were but this movie just brought back the vibe in a way and just also like the picture quality and all of that uh, I mean you told me that you saw this on uh, on film right? Yes Which must have been amazing Yeah I mean uh, it, it
1: certainly helped that yeah, yeah. Uh, to sort of like uh, yeah transport you in a, to back to a different time for sure
0: Right so I I love that because Nightmare Alley is set in the 1930s and 40s, but you know, it looks like a movie that's set back then. And this looks more <laughs> like somebody actually put up a character and filmed the the people there. Yeah, which I loved even when more uh, you know well-known actors made yes. an appearance such as as you said Bradley Cooper. Uh he's so good in this by the way. Which is also so interesting. I read some trivia and if if this is true, this is so fucking funny since uh, in Nightmare Alley, uh, the leading role was supposed to go to Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. DiCaprio, uh, you know, just because he really wanted the role, he he said no to a couple of other roles, including to the role in Licorice Pizza, which then went to Bradley Cooper. And then you know negotiations fell through, and he did neither, and Bradley Cooper did both. <laughs> yeah, I I I knew the part with Nightmare Alley that was
1: definitely supposed to be DiCaprio. I I didn't know that it was the same part in Licorice Pizza too.
0: Apparently, okay, maybe uh, it's bullshit, but that's no, what no. I read. Yeah, I don't know who else he would have played, but it's also funny since his dad is in this, right. and I've never seen Leonardo DiCaprio's dad, and he looks different than I imagined. Yeah, dude,
1: there's so much to to, to talk about here. The cast, mm-hmm. like, I I love the fact that you said like the the two main actors are very much unknown people. Mm-hmm. Well, not not unknown. Well, Cooper Hoffman is unknown, but people know Alana Heim, but it, like not as actors. Yeah. And um, it, that definitely helped it. But I love the fact that he throws in so many cameos. Once again, yeah. By you got the A list of Hollywood. You got Sean Penn, Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, you have
0: <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio's dad. <laughs> <laughs> the A list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I who mean, you else got is in Tom this? Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Yeah, I mean, he's more of a mus- a musician than yes, a, yes, an yes, actor, yes. but he he's had some great roles as well. Yep. Um. Who else was in this? Um, uh, so many. Uh, who's the guy who plays jerry the funniest dude
1: in the whole movie the guy who plays jerry uh, the guy who owns the japanese restaurant oh i don't know his uh, yeah he's fantastic i don't i i so many other things can't remember his Uh, name yes
0: but i just i gotta say this movie this is a movie where i laughed out loud multiple times in the theater i actually had to laugh and there's this scene of yeah jerry's jerry i think his name is yeah, yeah yeah just Doing the stupidest shit ever of talking to his Japanese wife, and who apparently doesn't speak English, but in, instead of speaking Japanese to her, it makes the most racist impersonation of a Japanese person. Yes. <laughs> just assumes that she'll understand it. Uh, it was the funniest thing to me. And every time I just saw him on screen, uh, on screen every time he just entered a scene, I I, just inst- I instinctively had to laugh because I knew what was about to come. Yeah, that's a great moment. The, the actor's name is
1: John Michael Higgins. Mm. Uh, Higgins, sorry. You definitely everyone has seen his face. I had to look at the name as well. But there's a great scene like at tw- later half of the film where um, they meet him again and he just has a different wife. <laughs> 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 but uh you know, he's got a he's got a type apparently. <laughs> um yeah, Ben Safti is in this? Yeah. Right. Um, which he, he uh, like one half of the Safti brothers who directed Uncut Gems and Good Time. Um he also starred in Good Time, uh, yeah. which is uh, I, I love to see that guy act. He's really good. I think he might is he also in Uncut Gems?
0: Oh, uh, probably Maybe. a cameo. I just know you know pieces of a woman and yes. what else was he in? Pieces of a woman, mm-hmm. uh,
1: of course. Yes. And like I think the brother-in-law. Uh, I can't remember their relationship now. Oh yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, but he remi- he he's a he plays a mayor mm-hmm. or a, a candidate for mayor. He hmm. reminded me so much of Army Hammer, especially All in right. his first ever scene in the film. I was like, "That's that's just like Army Hammer in The Social Network." Right. I don't know what it was. It's not necessarily the looks, but uh, his way of talking and uh, the way he. Um, I, I don't know what it was. Completely right. reminded me of Army Hammer,
0: dude. I read some interesting trivia uh, about this movie, which apparently the dude that he's based on, Joel Wax, yes, is a real dude. Okay, who ran for mayor. And the actual dude who did his promotional videos was Jonathan Demi, the later oh, director well. of a Silence of the Lambs. And he did this apparently also because this story or some of the, the hijinks that people get up to is based on a producer who's apparently friends with Paul Thomas Anderson, also tried to be a waterbed salesman and stuff like that. Right. Um, and he produced Silence of the Lambs and stuff like that and was friends with Jonathan Demi. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Uh...
1: I don't know how much of it is, is. I did not know that he was based on a real character. But he's not called Joel Wax.
0: I, f- I think the actual might uh, or the candidate might also have been Joel Wax, actually.
1: Okay. Because, like, Sean Penn plays a real actor, right? Jack Holden I Grace Kelly. I think he plays a fake actor based on a real actor. Right, because the, the, the film they used, uh, like, they made references to, was mm. also, like, uh, changed the title or something. They changed yeah, could the title be.
0: by one word or something like that.
1: Uh Okay, no, Jack Holden and, is not a real actress. But he, he
0: calls her Grace Kelly, who was a real actress. Right, right, right. right, right. Um, but I just looked it up, Joel Wax, if this is the same dude, was also the former president of the Los Angeles City Council. He's now 82. Yeah,
1: that, that sounds like he could be the same
0: guy. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so what did you think about the film overall? I, I loved it. Yeah? It was more of an experience than like a like a plot-driven movie. Which i really enjoyed i just i mean paul thomas anderson has this quality of like making scenes so fucking real he did this as well i think with the master the master and mm-hmm. uh there will be blood and stuff like that i think he just makes scenes so authentic in a way and i love that and uh, even though some scenes were so fucking silly i just bought them and i just you know you feel like, like you were part of this i i love this and i think if i had seen this in 2020 uh twenty twenty one. I'm sorry. This would have definitely made my top ten list of the year. Okay,
1: that's uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's gonna. I mean, I- <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I lost my train of thought there, but uh, I think Paul Thomas Anderson is really like one of the great American filmmakers, and I'm not saying that in terms of like he was born in America and he's American, mm-hmm. but like in terms of making American films, stories that are set in America. Sure. Like, uh, and um, sort of, I think Ameri- Americano is, <laughs> that fits quite well with his filmography, I think. I mean, with with yeah. The Master, with um, Phantom Thread, even though he, was he American? No, he was definitely British.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that statement went out of the window fast.
0: Uh, <laughs> you know, no, with The Master, nights.
1: Boogie Nights, of course. I love Boogie uh, Nights. I man. have
0: not seen Punch Drunk Love, but that as well, I suppose. Yes, um,
1: There Will Be Blood, too. Mm. That's got to that's in uh, the states, right? Yeah, must yeah, yeah. Be, must, Definitely. Be, must
0: be. Must be. Must be. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see what you mean, but I think he also has a bit more of an artist streak than you know most, uh, you know, uh, uh, mainstream directors these days. At least, that's how I see it. But oh, no, for but, sure. Yeah, I for think sure. he's one of the most original directors now.
1: Yes, yeah, he. you can tell. If it's a Paul Thomas Anderson film, Mm -hmm. and that's quite a, I think that's quite remarkable because he has dealt with so many different subjects and time frame, like um, uh, time. What's the word Uh, I'm looking for here? Periods. Yes, thank you. Um, But you can just tell it's 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 one of his, and he's one of the best directors working today. I I really think he is. Yeah, definitely. I gotta, I gotta say, you have that, um, you have the uh, the storyline, and it's basically. Narrowing it down to it is about a fifteen-year-old boy, boy slash man, falling in love with a twenty-five-year-old woman slash girl. <laughs> yeah. Now, that is a very, very, like in the, especially in the, in the times we're living in. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Imagine the shitstorm if it was the other way around. Now, hold. On, I can hear you. I know what you're about to say. First of all. Obviously, she's not indulging in this. She's the sensible one here. She's like, we, we can't really be romantic here. It's mm-hmm. completely wrong here. But then again, it, it, is about, it, it is about their relationship. And it is definitely not just one sided, as I said before. She definitely, over the course of the film, develops feelings for him, whether or not they're like romantic or like, but, but, but it's not just friendship. Sure. And um, going into the film, I, I, I knew that premise. And I was like, I, I wonder how they're going to, or how he's going gonna to, how he is going to deal with it, Paul Thomas Anderson, because obviously he's the writer too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was less of an issue. <laughs> I got it. For me, it was never an issue because I, I like the fact that we're getting maybe politically incorrect sure. things. I, I, I think... Now, I, I agree with with most uh, things now and everything. You know, it's it's. But every once in a while, it's good to have sort of like something that's not politically correct here. Sure. And to to be edgy. So going into it, I was like, this is going to be edgy. But I was wondering how he's going to deal with it. And it was it was less of an issue than I anticipated. Right. I think he handled the subject quite well. I yeah. Think Otherwise, he, yeah, sorry, he, he
0: put a realistic spin on it and just didn't, yes, you know, yes. make it just for shock value.
1: Yes, but uh, so I, I think he he pulled it off, mm-hmm. and um, it it means something that this film is so beloved and everyone's talking about it and uh, people are seeing it and it, it, that really hasn't been an issue as far as I can tell. So props to him for doing it and pulling it off. But mm-hmm. I was still thinking the entire time, imagine if it was the other way around. Imagine if a 15-year-old girl was falling in love with a 25-year-old guy and just the fact itself that, he, that, that the guy is like reciprocating the uh, interest even just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think this film would be out. I don't, think, I don't think Paul Thomas
0: Anderson would work anymore.
1: You know what I mean?
0: So I mean, kind of I of like, wouldn't maybe go that far because I, I, I think there are movies that do explore that also a bit. But I mean, it's a difficult subject because uh, you know, if you go into like, I don't know, sexual abuse or something like that, it it's more the other way around. Um, it is
1: hundred percent, hundred percent. I I hope it comes across as to what I'm trying to. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm just pointing I mean, yeah. Out, yeah. It,
0: it's more difficult to portray, definitely, and I'm sure it, it helps to 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 see it like that, especially since it is the younger one pursuing. This thing more yes. than the older person, hundred percent, and that's such an important um, distinction. Yeah, it is so much. It is about the
1: young guy sort of uh, falling in love with the old, with the with the with the twenty five year old and sort of like yeah, trying I'm, to uh, to swoon her.
0: I think the movie could still have been made. I just think the vibe would have been totally different of what this movie would have been going for. Uh, I just maybe the movie would have been made
1: but I just don't think that like in in times like these I don't think like a production company would go out to promote that film in the same way if it was the other way around maybe Maybe. I just can't see it happening but even though I mean uh, Red Rocket is a film uh, the new it was at the Viennale it's a new Sean Baker film Mm -hmm. that's about a Uh, an older guy sort of like uh, falling in love with I think she's still a a minor in the film so she's Mm -hmm. like 17 just about to turn 18 or maybe she just turned 18 so that you know and that film is out and and gets the praises (laughs) as well so maybe I'm and you know I'm I'm not saying that this film shouldn't exist even if it was the (laughs) other way around sure I would still be interested into seeing how Paul Thomas Anderson deals with the subject Right. And I'm not someone who's saying like he shouldn't work anymore. I love the guy. I love that he's <laughs> sure, edgy. Sure, sure. I'm just, I'm just, um, you know, in, in times like these, I'm just trying to figure out what's okay and what's not okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it, things are okay that we or decide is okay. And I think it always depends on how a subject is treated. I mean, you can make movies that are about, I don't know a young woman and an older guy coming together as long as you you know, portray it in a not just uh shock value or maybe just, I don't know, whatever way, right. I think it just still works. I mean, you can even do it for shock value. It's just not that interesting, I suppose. Yeah. And this is not
1: what this movie is going for at all. No, no, no. This it's just is, a great,
0: yeah. I don't know if it's a love story per se, it's just yeah, a slice of life movie. I think I've said this so many times. But I actually talked to somebody today about you know what movies are being made today. You know, yeah. What is even coming out? Like, what are what like the subjects? Is there a lot of originality still there? I mean, I mean, the basic concepts are always there, like love and war and whatever for movies. I mean, those are like the prime, most primal stories that there are. They've been there for pretty much ever. Yeah. But I think just yeah, this movie and Paul Thomas Anderson in general, who just finds a new and interesting take to do with that, is something that I haven't really seen before in that way. And uh, yeah, I
1: think that's why it's great. I couldn't agree more. Uh, and especially with the, with the statement of like films like this don't get mm. made.
0: There's, like, yeah, there's like a handful of directors who actually yes. make art and actually interesting movies. I mean, yes. movies are an investment, it is a business. Of course, people invest in it and look what is the most pleasing, what can get the most money. But there, you know, there are some foundations and some production companies that actually believe in the artists and they make great stuff. And people do love and they do watch it. It's just more of a risk, but they they do it. And it's an actually great movie, which yeah. I at least feels like with very little, if none, you know, like studio interfer- interference, just like the, the, the director's uh, or the writer's vision.
1: For sure. For sure. I mean, and that that's also like, now every every film is either a superhero film or a romance. Mm-hmm. Well, a romance that would fall into it as well. But, but it's a... Like in the '90s and in the '70s, '80s, '90s, basically every film was edgy and told. Like I'm kind of like it, it, it. It's it's like a film from a different time, and I wish there was. I just wish there were so many more of that today. But then again, yeah. they feel more special because they were so they're so uh, rare these days.
0: I mean, I, I think there's still a lot of that out there. I mean, especially with the indie scene having grown so much in the last couple of decades. Yeah. and I mean the '90s you have a lot of those very basic love stories like your uh, what's her name uh fuck me Julia uh, Roberts, uh, Meg Ryan for example Meg Ryan or um who am i thinking of what's Jennifer Lopez name? no Kate Hudson. Al- also also uh the one having have uh, who, who's about to have a new movie she's in speech she's in Sandra Birdcage Sandra Bullock for example like those kind of comedies and love stories <laughs> He's not Sandra Birdcage <laughs> birdbox <laughs> whatever <laughs> Uh, you know, there was a lot of that as well back then. And I think if you keep your yes. eyes out, there's still a lot of great and edgy and uh, innovative stuff being made today.
1: But I think I'm going to revert my statement. It's not, these days it's not superhero and romance. Romance mm-hmm. is definitely, as you just said, like 90s and 80s. Mm-hmm. But nowadays it's either a superhero film or a horror film. It's is it genre. horror? I mean, I'm not yes. that
0: up to date with the horror. I think uh, so.
1: There's very few, very few, just dramas coming out these days i think i thought about this and i think i'm right in saying this would you agree with this or is that bullshit
0: i don't know if i think of the 90s i there are some good dramas there are also so many over-the-top thrillers and whatever that were seem more like movies that were made to shock the audience than they were made to like just like uh, art in a way i know it sounds cheesy but you know what i mean you think it's more art now? At times. I think maybe, maybe it's less quantity, saying. but more quality.
1: Uh, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, uh, there, There's certainly great films out there. To, uh, maybe it's just like my sense of nostalgia. I feel mm. like there's, they rarely make films like they made them in the 70s, 80s, 90s these days. And Licorice mm. Pizza falls into that category for me.
0: Maybe I gotta say I am maybe I'm also just not a huge fan of the 90s as a movie decade. Then again, I yeah. I do did, did look at my list and there are some great movies back then that I do as really love. But I don't. Know. I I think I maybe prefer now and also I I love the 80s of movies and some of the 70s, 70s was fucking great. Like yeah, the 70s m- is fantastic. Fucking greatest movies of all time. Yeah, for like sure. That. Yeah, I um, wouldn't
1: God. I wouldn't say licorice pizza. I think that's like a 70s, 80s film. Like, and I think American Graffiti was a heavy influence on that film. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah. Also a great uh, movie.
1: Yeah. So uh, anyway, <laughs> weird ramble, but yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah. had to do it for the last episode. <laughs> um, Cooper, not Cooper Hoffman, but Bradley Cooper, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, that whole sequence <laughs> is one of my favorites of the film.
0: I-, I heard some very interesting trivia about that, that if true, makes the scene even better. Yeah, please. Uh, which is apparently the actors didn't know that Bradley Cooper uh, was going to be in this. Yes. And the very first take that is also in the movies when they first see him and they yep. were like, and he speaks to them, they're just quite taken aback, which is also because they didn't know which actor was going to approach him.
1: Yes. Bradley Cooper playing, I think, John Peters. Uh, mm-hmm. so the real I life think that's producer. Real, real guy, yep. Yeah. Uh, w- who dated Barbara Streisand at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that great scene of like, I think that's, uh, that is really Alana Haim driving. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> she told a great. So after I saw the film, I watched some interviews and some trivia as well. Mm-hmm. And for me, what it boils down to really is a licorice pizza. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have made my top ten of last year. Yeah. I mean, it's no wrath of man. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's bullshit. But obviously, yeah. Um. I. I but um, For me, what it boils down to is that. I love the supporting cast, yep. and all of those scenes work really, really well, mm-hmm. but the main actors are what's selling it to me, and that's Cooper Hoffman for the fact that he's Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, yes, but mm-hmm. also for the fact that he completely knocked it out of the park, I thought. He's he was great, great yeah. as this cocky 15-year-old guy who has everything figured out, apparently, and um, has no trouble talking to, because he's also like a... A bit of a heavier, heavy set guy. But he's like, he's got the confidence of like the stud of the school. Talk, yeah. Chats up every every girl <laughs> he sees and uh, swoons them all. Uh, I love that plane scene the, too where uh, the guy from sure. Booksmart shows up first. And then uh, the <laughs> flight attendant who uh, falls in love with him instantly.
0: That dude killed me. I, I was like, he's I so know good. this face. I know this fucking face. Who is this dude?
1: Yeah. He's <laughs> the, the eccentric friend uh, f- f- in Booksmart. Uh, he's He's right.
0: great. Sorry, before we wrap this up, like, what was your favorite scene from that movie or like one of your favorite scenes? Um,
1: oh, that's difficult. That's difficult. I remember like a couple of, I had to laugh out loud a couple of times as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Do
0: you have one right away? I don't know if it's my favorite. I, I love the scenes with Jerry because they were just so stupid and over the top. But I think one of my favorite scenes was the one where he gets suddenly arrested and she comes running after him. I right. thought that scene was really fun and cool. Yeah. Which comes
1: into play later on as well. That's sort of like the running dynamic, running mm-hmm. theme. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I was just about to say that because like what it boils down to me, it's Cooper Hoffman and it's Alana Haim. And it's, I'm liking it for the reasons of like about the whole like lore of the film more than the <laughs> film itself. That's my feelings on it now. Um because sure. watch some interviews okay. of Alana Haim. She is a delight. <laughs> her interview on Fallon, where she talks about that scene. I think it was on Fallon, maybe mm-hmm. on Kimmel. Uh where she talks about that driving scene where she um uh, she she got told not to break, not not, not break the car, but not to mm-hmm. break character. Whatever happens, just don't break character. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil that. She she tells a great anecdote and she's uh, really really um yeah, a delight. Nice. Uh, so yep. yeah, it's I it, it, I didn't love the film as much as I liked everything about it. <laughs> is that a sentence? I think so. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Where would you rank it in terms of like Paul Thomas Anderson films?
0: Oh, that's hard. I I haven't seen all of them. Like I said, uh, Pump Love is missing. I think magnolia right i haven't seen magnolia either right. yeah um i don't know it's hard i gotta rewatch them it's impossible to say um i don't even know which one would be my favorite i either uh, yeah, there will be blood or the master then oh, yeah. maybe licorice pizza oh, but i did love boogie nights as well yeah. i would put it above phantom fret though i really enjoyed mm. phantom Fred for what it was i loved the acting just because i'm a huge fan of daniel de luces uh but just from overall enjoyment, uh this, this was up there. Isn't it from the vibe of all of the Tom Paul Thomas Anderson movies, it reminded me the most of Boogie Nights.
1: Uh yeah, I mean that's but that's mainly also because the, of the setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. The era yeah. it setting. But right. also
0: like being serious and then also having ju- such uh over the top stupid characters which you don't really have and you yeah, like uh the will be blood and uh the master, which are way more serious.
1: Yeah. P- dude, I'm, I'm not making this up, but yeah, you're you taking the words out of my m- mouth again, <laughs> because Licorice Pizza is by far his least serious or tense film. Mm-hmm. Like Paul Thomas Anderson, he always has very tense films. Yeah, Licorice Pizza is very much like him like going like, let's have a bit of fun here. Right. And that's great. Yeah. The last actor I'm, I'm looking at IMDb right now that I forgot to mention was Maya Rudolph, who's uh, right. his wife. Or, I, yeah, I, think, I right? found
0: yeah. that out like after I watched this movie and I was so surprised. but uh, yeah. Sure. So you got a little
1: cameo in there. Um, that was my favorite scene. The yeah. F- the scene where he uh, <laughs> auditions Which, for my yeah. and the one guy just goes like, still got it, Gary. <laughs> 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 that's my favorite scene. Nice. Yeah. Um, right. All right. I think that's God. it. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so much to talk about with this film. You could go on for ages, but uh, yeah, I feel like I've said nothing but everything.
0: I I think what you can take away from this is watch this. You know? Yeah. This I think one of this is going to be one of the best films of the year, uh, I guess of last year, but you know. Yeah.
1: I depending think I, way sure. I would agree. Yeah. It's definitely one of the most um uh wouldn't be an episode if I didn't uh, need to think of a word for the third time now. Uh, one of the most um, acclaimed films you could see this year. Sure. Um, for all the right reasons. Well acted, edgy script, beautifully shot, great music, and um, yeah, just Paul Thomas Anderson doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, really great uh, director. Nice. Yes. Yes. I um, made
0: it through an episode without oh, losing my voice. But then again, there's always next week. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm looking at the clock 60 minutes. That's probably yeah, okay.
1: Um, I'm not going to put you through. I mean, it, it would have been the last ever round of Last Man Standing.
0: It's oh, so hard to say no. One quick round. Let's do it very quickly. I Who's the biggest can... actor we can think of? I think we've done the biggest, like Tom Hanks and. Uh, I don't know. Cruise, we've done now. We haven't done Cruise. We haven't done Cruise. Let's wrap it up uh, with our sp-
1: with our religious animal, spirit animal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if, if you could have uh, associated any actor with religion, I hoped you wouldn't do it with Tom Cruise. Well, because we, we talked about the master, Philip Seymour mm. Hoffman,
1: playing L. Ron Hubbard, Scientology. Let's well, do Tom Cruise.
0: You know, the equivalent of L. Ron Hubbard. He's playing Elron Ron Hubbard. Yeah. He's playing now <laughs> For legal reasons. <laughs> For legal reasons, he doesn't he is play un- Elrond. Elrond. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah.
1: Tom Cruise, last, last, last yes. man standing. Let's do, but let's do like 30 second timers because um, 30 I don't want to, I don't want to uh, like, you know. All right. Two lives. Take too much of your time. Two lives. Let's go. Okay.
0: I'm going to start the timer. I'm sorry. Any there we go. Magnolia, you want to start?
1: Tom Cruise. So we got okay. a theme here. Magnolia. start off with that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, man uh sorry a few good men yeah, That's one which i time? finally uh <laughs> watched it for uh for the first time oh what did you think it wasn't a huge fan yes it's, it's unreal how are you <laughs> whatever whatever that's not take too much of the time once again how are you uh, a fan of uh, a few good men? we'll talk about it some other time uh, i don't know it just didn't grab me like the performance just a bit too over the top for me you can't handle the greatness know. yeah um, um mission impossible right uh I don't know, maybe I just knew too many of the, of the iconic scenes. So, you yeah. know, uh, Minority Report. Oh, we always forget about that film. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, War of the Worlds.
0: Nice, I would have forgotten about that one. Um, I, yesterday evening, after we went to the cinema, I went home and I watched Last Samurai. There you go. Oh, for the second time for like the fifth or oh, now eighth time. time I watched it so many times when I was a kid real Cruise fan here um, <laughs> okay. probably my
1: favorite Cruise movie Interview with a Vampire oh actually
0: a good movie yeah good movie. Um, still can't believe that exists by the way <laughs> fair enough uh, that's a 90s movie yeah uh, mm, da, 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 let me think Oblivion just looking at if that's a 90s film <laughs> 94 94 okay uh Oblivion. Okay, sure. Um Haven't seen it, but still my It's, it's okay. It's okay. Pick, yeah.
1: Um Okay. Uh, let's do Jack Reacher.
0: Ah Is that con- I always thought like Jack Reacher was a, a spin-off from Mission Impossible. It's just that no. my imagination okay. That's your imagination, yes. Okay. Um okay, Tom Cruise. What did Tom Cruise do? Everything and also nothing. Uh uh Rain Man. Tropic Thunder. Jesus, okay. Um, Tropic Thunder, what a fucking Sorry, pick. Sorry, with
1: Rain Man. Um, I, I, was, I wasn't I was going to mention it, but uh, the Afterlife bloopers were mm-hmm. a pick of mine once. Yeah. The new season is out. I haven't seen it, but the new bloopers are out. Oh yeah. I've and? watched them. They're great. Not as great as the last ones, but there's a great blooper involving Rain Man. That's probably the best blooper. So I just had to throw that in. Because <laughs> <Okay.
0: laughs> it's the last episode, you know. After that, um, bloopers are amazing. Uh, Top
1: Gun. Oh, how could we forget about Top Gun? Um, let's go with. What's that film called? Valkyrie.
0: What's Valkyrie?
1: Uh, Operation Valkyrie.
0: All right, uh, Staufenberg uh, yeah. assassination attempt. All right, yes. right. Um, sorry. Some more timer. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Ooh, now it's getting tougher. Hmm. Always gotta be a leading role with that dude. Yeah, so many. Except for like dropping thunder, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Huh. Now I'm kinda stumped. Went too fast. Uh is that gonna be a life from me? I think it is, yeah. There you go. Eyes wide shut. Ah, you fucker. <laughs> you fucking uh, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Um
1: is that a quote from the film?
0: <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, probably behind the scenes. Uh, well, I'll be.
1: I mean, you're you're
0: the cruise, dude. CIA.
1: It I'm, g- I'm g- giving you hints. Uh, I think it was CIA, FBI, CIA,
0: CIA. Definitely. You no, know, that's that's another life for me, dude. It's it's your thing. What's CIA? American made. Ah. Uh, Ah, right newer things of course i was trying to think of younger a of, of of older things of his right cocktail i haven't seen it ah fuck risky business color of money color of money um yeah i could have uh, just uh, jerry mcguire a, I had a few uh, left <laughs> yes. uh, yeah fuck i yeah. want to i want a. My, my love edge of Cruise. tomorrow yeah yeah yeah. you rock okay rock of ages i actually thought of but it couldn't uh, think of the name i just uh <laughs> had his face in my mind <laughs> what do you said tropic thunder i immediately had to thought, think of that. Austin Powers, scope member that would, would been a great pay collateral yeah shit round but you know maybe if i had more time yeah i'm just gonna use that excuse for sure one last time for sure uh, <laughs> Um, yeah
1: right anyway I mean this is not the end we'll be back next week um, with a hopefully interesting topic Uh, it's a mammoth of a topic Mm -hmm. but um, yeah we'll talk about all of the semantics and everything uh, next week again Um, but what I'll say for now is thank you so much for listening hope you enjoyed this episode Uh, hope you have um, hope we enticed you to watch uh, two good films One better than the other, maybe. But uh, (laughs) I enjoyed both of them. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, stay safe out there. Thanks for your support. And um, we'll
0: be back next week. Right. Now for a classic yearbook quote. Like, what a crazy and wild ride it's been. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's been a long time we've been doing this. And thank you so much for sticking around. So many of you have been checking in regularly. Um, Means a whole lot to us. Thank you so, so much. Um, as always you can check us out on any podcast platforms if you want to check out one of the last thumbnails ever that Flo is going to do for us you can check it out on YouTube or you can see it on Twitter and Instagram at Best Thing Radio. it's been a blast uh, consider dropping a like doesn't much, make much of a difference now but you know can't hurt and we appreciate a like we, we, appreciate a we like. still appreciate it you can still subscribe if we come back with our you know five years later episode you'll be notified um, yeah it's been a blast thank you so much for listening Once again, you know, cook something good. I had a very good red lentil soup yesterday. (laughs) Loved it. Um, Very quick and easy. uh, With that, (laughs) thank (laughs) you so much. (laughs) You'll give us the recipe next week. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we'll hear us on my new cooking podcast, maybe, if this goes on. Uh, (laughs) Best thing I've cooked. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. It's been a blast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.